When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hello, and welcome to Match Day 2 is finished. We are now thinking about Match Day 3. I'm just going to turn my light on so you can actually see me as well. That would help, wouldn't it? There we go. Uh, and welcome, because we are now thinking about Match Day 3, uh, brought to you by Fantasy Football Scout. This has been a fantastic intro. Uh, as always, you are joined by me, Andy, FPL Mode, and we are also joined by the man himself, Harry, FPL Harry. How's it going, my man? Good, thank you. Again, I said we've never done a stream before, so looking forward to chatting about the World Cup and a little bit about our fantasy teams as well. Yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, I I had Ed on last week and we did spend the first kind of five, ten minutes talking about um, what a fantastic fantasy game this is. And now there's no bugs. There's nothing wrong with it. It's all working really well. Uh, what, what's, what's been your take on it so far? You're bringing on someone who spent the first week trying to find as many bugs in the game as he could and try and get, worm his way through them. So to be honest, this week has been a much, much better experience. This match day two. Um I've played the game. I haven't actually made any transfers. I've made four subs because I think one of the issues a lot of people had during match day one is it said that you could make unlimited subs during the match day as long as you were subbing in out players who hadn't played that actually you could only make four. So that was an issue I had at match day one. So I played very plain and simple this week and it's been fine. My team's done okay. Um, not amazingly, but much better than I did at match day one. So if you don't try and bend the rules, it seems to work okay. <laughs> bend the rules? Is Are we calling it a bending of rules or is it... No, like just following the rules that don't make sense stop it so you went for the um you went for the budget kind of hack yeah at the, beginning, the did budget you? one yeah right and then you've played your it wild didn't card do me any week. good and then i played my wild card in match day two and then made the sort of match day three team at the end yeah okay yeah lovely so that's exactly what i did this week uh, the budget hack i did i thought that was kind of like breaking the rules a little bit Whereas the wildcard one, I kind of understand because you that is within the laws yeah, of yeah. the game, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I say you're 50-50 with me at the moment. I say you're doing all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, thank you for joining us. If you're here in the chat tonight, obviously we've just watched Portugal beat uh, Uruguay 2-0. Bruno Fernandes with both goals. Lovely stuff. Mm. Uh, if you have him, fair play. Um, we're going to have a little bit of a look at the fixtures. We'll talk to Harry a little bit beforehand as well and talk about the World Cup and what he thinks of match day two so far. Um, I say so far, obviously it's now finished. And then we're going to have a look at our teams because we have both of our wildcard teams now fit, uh, now done. They are locked in. We can't change them now uh, because we can only change them once and we've both done that. So there's no changes to be made. Um, so, Harry, so far then, we've had match day one, we've had match day two. Some mm. teams are through to the next round. That's happened already. Some teams are fighting for everything at the moment uh, and some teams are not quite through yet, but they could be through with a draw or a win. Yeah. Um, 
What, which teams have kind of stood out for you so far? Which teams do you, you think you're probably going to be targeting for match day three? Which teams do you think, God, I wouldn't touch them with a barge pole, even though they're probably going to be highly owned? Yeah, so you've got you've got the Brazil, you've got Portugal, and you've got France, who are the three teams who we know are guaranteed to go through. The ones I'm really looking at are the top teams with a good fixture who are not guaranteed to go through. And I think there are a few of those which do make it quite easy to go and target. I think Netherlands is a big one for a lot of us. They've not performed in match day one or match day two, but I will be doing them again in match day three. Qatar, they need basically need a point, but I still think they'll go on and win that game comfortably. Um, in that one so they're definitely a team I want to I want to target Argentina again still need something they didn't look great match day one much better match day two and again they've got Poland it's not an easy fixture but I still think that they need to probably they need to win that game not just get a point out of it they probably need to win that game so I do expect a big performance from uh, Argentina so they're definitely one that I'm looking to target group E We've got Germany, Germany sitting bottom of the group, um, definitely needing a win and needing to score a lot of goals as well. And they've got Costa Rica. So I think that Germany team is a big one that a lot of us will be looking to target both defensively and going forward as well. There are a lot of good assets in there. So those are probably the top ones. Uruguay is the other one that kind of stands out. So you're getting a reflection of on my glasses. Um, Uruguay is the other one that sort of stands out, but they haven't looked great is the only thing. But I suppose yeah. nor of Germany, but... I've seen more from Germany than I've seen from Uruguay and Uruguay going up against a Ghana team who now have quite a lot to fight for is the only yeah. concern with them. But those are probably the big teams that I'm looking at and thinking I can invest in you because I expect you to come out, come out firing. Yeah, no, I like it. And I think Harry's hit the nail on the head there in terms of it's really important to try and invest in these players now that have something to play for. Um, it's really tough in terms of, you know, deadline's going to be tomorrow. Uh, you've got literally tonight and tomorrow morning, if you if you have time tomorrow morning as well, to try and get your team together. If you wildcarded and did what we did, I think that's it now. I don't think you can make any changes now, can you? I think the deadline was the last time you could have made any changes, isn't it? Um, yeah, deadline if you're on wildcard too. Of course, we have two transfers yeah. for match day three, which we can yeah. we can use. But apart from then, no. Yeah. Um, We'll talk a little bit more in detail with, with some of those teams when we look at the fixtures in a minute. But obviously, it's it's so interesting match day three. In terms of how match day three usually goes, there is usually quite a bit of rotation for those teams that are already through. But also, mm -hmm. this is where it all goes a bit crazy, isn't it? Because teams have to win. They have to score a certain amount of goals. They, they can't be conservative anymore. No. And usually, they're going up against teams that are sometimes already out or sometimes teams that are already through and then rotate and then you see an mm -hmm. upset. And so... This is where you can really kind of go for it in match day three, can't you? Yeah, that is, that is definitely the case. But actually, what I think is quite interesting about this year's tournament is that there's very few teams who are actually out of the tournament. Mm. So I know we've got the likes of Qatar out on zero points, but the only other team on zero is Canada. So actually only two teams so far have been eliminated yeah. from the tournament. So it's, it's possible that a whole host of those games. So even, you know, I'm saying I'm going to go for Germany and target them against Costa Rica. Very Costa Rica getting result would put them through in the tournament, which is not yeah. normally the case. There's normally more things decided going into match day three than there are now, which I think the next couple of days of football is going to be amazing. I was always apprehensive about the sort of winter world cup and all the behind the scenes stuff is one thing, but the football has been great. And there've been a lot of top, top matches to watch especially this match day. I think match day one, there was a lot of teams not wanting to lose their first match. So there wasn't a lot of yeah. goals. A lot of teams trying to, you know, just be a little bit more conservative. Match day two, those teams who maybe didn't win their first game needed to win their second game. 
teams that won their first game wanted to win to qualify. And now match day three, there is so much on the line for so many of the teams that we've we've got here. I think there's going to be a lot of good games in here and probably quite a few shocks in there as well, which doesn't make it easy for us, but I'm sure there will be as we've had along the way so far. Yeah, lovely stuff. And it's worth mentioning as well, before I, uh, I bring you to our first sponsor and then have a look at the fixtures, um, you get the wild card after this round as well. So don't yeah. worry about who you're bringing in. You know, if you, if you fancy a team that is going up against somebody and they get knocked out, it doesn't matter. Like, just go for the, those punts if you fancy it. That's absolutely fine. Um, right, just moving on to our sponsor screen. This is literally just going to be for a couple of seconds uh, talking about TalkSport fans. And we talked about it last time as well. Um, this is based in the same place that Fest happened, which is in Leak Street in London. Uh, and you can go there whenever a game is on and you TalkSport are putting on these venues for people to go and just chat to people while the Euro games are ha uh, happening. So it's loads of people that be going there. That lo uh, I say Euro, sorry, the World Cup. Loads of people that be there watching the World Cup with you. They've got all the games on and you can go and watch them and, and have a few beers or have a few uh, Guinness clears while you're uh, uh, watching the game. So uh, it's a fantastic idea and it's just loads of like-minded people all meeting up at the same time. So uh, do go for it because they are fantastic. It's a great idea as well. Um, right, let's bring up the fixtures. I have seen her in the chat as well. Lynn's in the chat. Lynn, I've borrowed your fixtures. I did ask her, don't worry. Uh, but these are these were brilliant. So it's still got match day one and match day two on here as well. Uh, but sometimes it's good to see those in terms of what actually happened. Um, and we've got match day three fixtures. So what I'll do, Harry, if I talk to you about some of the teams and you can talk mm -hmm. to me about the prospects and if you're thinking about bringing any of those players in, and then if there's any teams that I haven't mentioned, you can bring those up as well if that's cool. So... Um, cool. Brazil and Uruguay, I mean, you've already mentioned Uruguay as well. Brazil and Uruguay have the highest chance of a win in this fixture. So Brazil have Cameroon and Uruguay have Ghana. Brazil obviously have already qualified. Does that worry you a little bit in terms of bringing in their players? Yeah, it does worry me a little bit. And I think there will be a reasonable amount of rotation, especially for players that maybe played the first two and that there's a little bit of 50-50 about whether who was going to start anyway. So I'm looking up front and thinking Richarlison's been a, a good asset for the first couple, didn't score tonight, today. But Gabriel Jesus could easily get a start in that game, for example, there are other players in in that one. I think defensively, they'll still look good. Like Alexandro has been in my team this week, but Alex Tellers could easily come in and play that match day three game and, and give Sandro rest before the before the knockout games. If you are looking for a cheap punt, I would be trying to predict that Alex Tellers would probably start that one, given that he was almost starting so far this tournament. But I think Brazil in particular, I think there'll be a reasonable amount of rotation there. Yeah. And again, yes, they want to win the game, but they're not going to want to win the game maybe as much as Uruguay, for example. So I would would be punting on on someone else, I think. Although Brazil look like one of, if not the best team in the tournament, I currently have none of them in my match day three team. Are you the yeah. same going on none, like one of them? I, I am the same. The, the thing that I don't like about Brazil, one is the rotation, because I agree with you, I think there's going to be rotation. The second thing is we're going to get no indication because they've literally played today and they're, one, and they're playing on the last game day again. And you just think you're going to get no indication of who's playing. If I really desperately wanted to go for someone, I th I've got a feeling that, that Bruno Guimaraes is going to play. I feel like he has been in trying to start. And I feel like they're going to be a better team if he starts. So I, d I don't mind that as a little bit of a shout. But who's going to start up top? I mean, it's, it's going to be rotating. Is it going to be Anthony? Is it going to be those players that have been coming on? Um, yeah. I think it's a really tough one to call. Um, so I I haven't got any Brazil in my team, which feels mad. But for a team yeah. that's already gone through and is rotating, I think it's probably the way to go. 
Yeah, well, I mean, come round of 16, right? I'll have triple Brazil yeah. back in. It's not that we don't think they're good. It's just one of those things that this week it becomes very hard to predict. And because, again, they're late on in the match day, if the player that you've got doesn't start, the amount of players that you can sell them for is really limited because you can only sell them for a player who's yet to play, which is, you know, it's great if you pick a player who plays early on, but it's a real pain if you've got Brazilian players because there's not many of them left. Exactly. And, and Uruguay, I know we touched on them just now, you know, in terms of percentages, in terms of them playing against Ghana, it's a lovely fixture, but they haven't shown us a lot so far. No. If you were intent on getting one of their players, who would you be going for? I would only be going in attack. I still think Ghana looked better going forward today than I thought they thought they would. And mm. I still think that with that being so much on the line in the last game, the chance of Ghana scoring is probably there, that I would look at Uruguay attack. Darwin has looked not bad. Yeah. But I just don't think I'd, I'd be going and buying him. He's the one that I would buy, I think. He's the one, because it might be Suarez, it might be Cavani that starts up front. We don't know which of the two it's going to be. If you've got, again, news that you could wait up and own one and sell for the other, but that's not ideal. I'd probably only go on Darwin because he's about the only one that I know is going to start. You could go in midfield in likes of Valverde, but he's hardly showing his Real Madrid form at the moment as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, moving on to Argentina then. Uh, obviously, yeah. like you've you've already said, they did not look good match day one. Match day two looked much better, although it was two wonder goals, you would say. You know, Messi scored mm-hmm. from outside the box, lovely yeah. goal. And then Enzo Fernandez scored a, a lovely curled effort into the top right-hand corner. Yeah. They got Poland up next. Poland haven't looked awful so far in the World Cup, but Argentina have to win this game. Messi, are you saying he's a lock? And if he is a lock, is there any other Argentinians that you'd be looking at this week? Yeah, so I actually have triple Argentina Ooh. in my match day three like team. Harry. I've got I've got Messi in. Of course, he he, he was going to be in there. I've gone with Di Maria. I do quite like Latoro Martinez um, at striker, but he's mm. slightly having early subs. But eight million around that bracket. If we're saying the likes of Giroud's maybe not going to start, if we're also saying Richarlison's not going to start. There is a lot of risk in those mid-priced forwards that if you want to go in there, Martinez is definitely not a bad option. I've gone with Di Maria over him just because I like the way Di Maria has been playing. He's been linking the play quite well and he's a midfielder, so he gets that extra extra points for a goal. So he's in there. And I've gone with Acuna in defence, 4.5 defender. Didn't start the opening match day. They had a bit of a reshuffle at the back going into match day two and they did look a lot better for it. So that's my triple up. Again, I can't see them... I just can't see them going out in the group stage, so I kind of think they kind of have to win this one. But Poland, yeah, have not been not been a bad team, and I don't think there'll be complete pushovers for for them in this one. Yeah. I think it's um I think a lot of people might be put off with Akuna because he didn't start the first game, but the fact yeah. that they lost to Saudi Arabia, he came yeah. in and then they kept a clean sheet in the next one. I can mm. see him being dropped for the for the no. third game, so I think that's a good shout. Um, I've gone Di Maria over over Lataro Martinez as well. I I don't like how early Martinez is going off. It's no. around sixty minutes, isn't it? And yeah. I I don't fancy that in a striker. You know, if we think about our X minutes like we do with FPL, that's not really <laughs> what you want. And exactly. there are some other strikers you want to go with, aren't there? Um, yeah. So you think they think you think they win this game? You think they 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 get yeah. out of this group and and they they qualify? Yeah, I do. Yeah, partly because uh, they were my favourites to win the tournament before it started, so I can't have them going out on the group stage. But yeah, I still think they do. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Belgium up next. Uh, they've got Croatia, which isn't the easiest of fixtures. They have looked awful, haven't they? I mean, I know people that have done this hack getting De Bruyne into their team twice now yeah, <laughs> uh, and it hasn't worked they just they just look done don't they I mean I wouldn't be that surprised if Croatia beat them in this fixture 
Yeah, I, I would say the one team that has massively underperformed what we'd expect from them, and visibly so, not just like losing games unluckily, but looking like the worst team on the pitch in both their games is Belgium. They have not looked good so far. They look abject. They do not look at it. The, the sort of mentality of the players, these sort of quotes coming out from one player calling the others old, the others then coming back at them, calling them old thoughts of what's going on in the dressing room. I would not be surprised if they get knocked out and they, they don't progress through this stage. I do actually have one of them in my match day three team. And that is Leandro Trossard mm. just because they've been so poor going forward. I think they might switch up a little bit. And I think Trossard is definitely a player who deserves to have some minutes in, in the starting lineup and at five and a half million, there's not that much better around that price. So I decided to take a little bit of a punt on him. If he doesn't start, then then I can maybe maybe think about, about changing it. But I do think they will struggle. Croatia looked okay match day one. They looked really good match day two. It'll be interesting to see this, but thought of one of Belgium and one of Croatia going out of the tournament basically is all pretty much guaranteed after this after this game. So yeah, I think I wouldn't really be investing in Belgium. Look, those of you looking at De Bruyne, I, I would stay clear. Trossard's the only one I would consider because he's so cheap and I think yeah. he might start, but I, I am I am guessing. Yeah, lovely stuff. And you know what's going to happen. The week that nobody goes for De Bruyne or he gets a brace. Yeah. Uh, right. we got France up next. Obviously, France have already qualified, but we it looks like we have a bit of a leaked lineup where Mbappe is starting mm. um, and it looks like it's probably going to be mass rotation there. Mbappe's starting. If there is any indication that he's starting against Tunisia, I mean, captain material, isn't it? Yeah, I would definitely be going for him. We say it, teams that don't necessarily have a lot to play for, they might play and they might not rotate as much like Mbappe, but he's going to be chasing that golden boot. He's already thinking about it now, come the end of the tournament. Where are the goals going to come from if I need to get to seven, you know, six, seven, eight goals to win the golden boot? This will be a game that he's already looking at that he thinks, I, I don't have him. In my team, I've gone with basically a 50-man squad of players that have something to play for in this game. I wasn't sure, and I picked this a little bit before we had that news that Mbappe might be starting. I wasn't 100% sure if that was going to be the case. I am scared of that. I am scared of what Mbappe <laughs> could do against Tunisia. Um, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and lie, but yeah, he, he's definitely one that I would I'd be having on my radar again, chasing that golden boot, because they don't need to win, right? So feeding Mbappe yeah. for the golden boot in their third match makes a lot of sense. It does. And I mean, let, let's not beat around the bush. He picks the team, doesn't he? So you know he's going to be yeah. playing. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I, I think for me, I mean, he's he's up there in terms of captaincy this week. You know, if there's any indication mm. he's starting, which I think they probably will do. Um, Spain are up next. I've, I've quite enjoyed yeah. watching Spain in this one. Obviously, they yeah. won 7-0 in the first game. Everybody said, well, it's Costa Rica. Then Costa Rica beat Japan in the next game uh, when everybody thought Japan might get through this this, this group. Um, yeah. Spanish team playing Japan next. I don't think that is as easy as a fixture as it looks on paper. I like Japan. But if you were looking at some Spanish players, I've got a Spanish player in my team. I think you do as well. Uh, who would you be getting? I've actually got two in my team at the moment nice. so i've got alba in defense because i do think the spain defense does look one of the best we've seen in the tournament quite difficult to break down 
Uh, Rodri and Laporte, they do know each other. Rodri dropping in and playing a centre-back, Jordi Alba, and then Carvajal coming in. As much as I love Azpilicueta, Carvajal is, is an upgrade on him. So that's a, a pretty solid back four. And defensively in midfield as well with Busquets, it's it's a pretty well-marshaled defence. Yes, Japan have a lot to play for, but so does so do Spain. So I've got Alba in there. And I've gone with Ferran Torres as a forward. Mm. Maybe Asensio is the one that a lot of people will be looking at because he's a midfielder playing in a false nine. But... Ferran Torres coming in at 7 million is not a bad differential given how well he played a match day one and is likely to be on penalties as well. The only slight concern is if Morata comes in, does he does he yeah. take his does he take his place and essentially go out wide? It could happen. Uh, Morata's looked pretty good when he's come off the bench, um, but Torres is in for me now at a cheap price. Like I don't I don't mind it so much. I've got a bit of budget in the bank if I wanted to move to Morata, if I knew that that's the way the lineup went. Um so if I was really picking now. I might go on Asensio, slightly more nailed. Danny Olmo also looks really, really good. Definite talent. I, he's probably the one that's most nailed as well out on the left-hand yeah. side. And then I've got Alba in defence as, I feel like, a good clean sheet option. Yeah, I think I think Alba's a great shot. I mean, he's quietly done really, really well so far yeah. this tournament. He's got two, three assists now, isn't it? I think he's got. And one clean sheet, which is lovely from him. So, uh, yeah. no, two clean sheets because he went off before the Germany goal, he, didn't he? So, he did. Um, so, yeah, I think I think he's a lovely shout. And I've gone with Olmo. I think Ferran Torres is a great shout too. I think Morata is worth looking at if you think he's going to start that last game as well. But we're not really going to get an inkling, are we? So, just on that Al- Alba clean sheet, there yeah. is he doesn't get it. So the rules are different to FPL. Oh, are they? <laughs> Apparently so, because he's only on four for this week. So he doesn't get the clean sheet, even though he conceded after he went off, because it's oh, a it, the way it's... the game seems to work is that it, it's a team goal conceded, so he doesn't get it. It's, oh, again, a grey area. Though. But <laughs> yeah, I do um, get it. Netherlands up next. Uh, Netherlands yeah. have Qatar. You know, we, I yeah. know you've spoken about Netherlands already. Um, yeah. For me... Uh, I've been looking at this team and thinking Dumfries, he hasn't been getting as far forward as we've been wanting no. him to, but he is still, you know, their attacking right back. Gakpo's yeah. having an incredible tournament so far and mm-hmm. has looked really good as well. Bergwijn hasn't looked good and has been going off early quite a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Is it Gakpo, Dumfries and one more or are there other players you're considering? Yeah, so I've actually got double defence so I've got Nopper and Dumfries oh and Nopper um, again Sorry, just yeah. Yeah. Ju- yeah just the cheap goalkeeper and then I've got Bergbrai because I didn't have a place up front I wonder if Memphis Depay might start this game as well again we're trying mm. to talk about lineups here but I think there's a reasonable chance that he comes back in or plays a decent amount of minutes Van Howe said he, he wants him to play 60 minutes play 60 minutes again like I feel like that's a big pun and a quite a nice one against Kata who want to get him up to speed he'll want Depay himself will want to get up to speed before that match as well. If you have a forward spot, I would probably punt on Depay over going Gakpo, but Gakpo has looked really good and there's not much I can say to put you off him. I've gone with yeah. Bergwijn just because he's cheap and he's he's playing as a midfielder as well in, in the game. Yeah. Uh, Portugal and Denmark up next. Uh, Portugal 2-0 win. Bruno's looking good. Cristiano Ronaldo tried to take that goal away from him, didn't he? But uh, I don't yeah. think they were having anything of it. Um Anybody from Portugal and Denmark? I, I find it really hard to invest in Portugal, but Bruno mm. Fernandes is having a fantastic season and uh, season for having a fantastic World Cup so far. So is he flying under the radar a little bit? He is. Again, there's a lot of Ronaldo owners who will be looking at that first goal and trying to get the magnifying glass out to see which yeah. of Ronaldo's hairs it went off. But it did go down as a Bruno goal. He has looked good and he is very focal to that Portugal team. The one that I quite like the idea of is Rafael Leal, again, because they're qualified. 
moving, you know, a, a Jao Felix to a Rafael Leal in the starting lineup, I think is very, very capable of something he can do. Watching mm. Leal play against Chelsea when he came to Stamford Bridge, he's one of those players. I don't often go and think that player is like unbelievable. It happened with Serge Gnabry when he came and tore Chelsea apart. And Leal was probably the next player that I've seen, I've seen do it. I think he's yeah. a fantastic talent. I think he will probably start this game as well. He is a forward is the only thing. If it was a midfielder, he'd be in so many teams, uh, but he is a forward, but I do think he'll start and he looks so good. So he's probably the one that I would look at. He's slightly cheaper than the rest of them as well. If you want to go on Bruno, I don't think there'll be that much rotation. I don't know why I think that with with Portugal, but I reckon Bruno will probably, they'll want to keep a little bit of rhythm going into match day three. Yeah, lovely stuff. And Denmark, Mailer, 4.5 million. Seems kind of, you know, a great shout in terms of the fact they're playing Australia as well. Yeah, yeah, I've got Mailer in my match day three team. Going forward, people might want to go with likes of Olsen or going with Ericsson as well. They've not looked that great going forward, though. They've yeah. not looked that great overall, to be honest. Um, but Melo in at 4.5, knowing what he did in Euro fantasy as well. He's he's definitely in there for me with a fixture against Australia. But I think there are enough good other attackers that I would move away from their forward line. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, last two teams we'll talk about in detail before we go on to our own teams. Um, England is coming home, isn't yeah. it? Even after that awful nil-nil against USA. In terms of entertainment, I'm not somebody that's saying Gareth Southgate needs to be sacked, but they got Wales up next. Obviously, Wales have, have mm. usually given it quite a good go against England um, and yeah. like scoring as well. 66% chance of uh, winning England have against Wales. Um, I have Trippier in my team. I think it's come out tonight. It sounds like Carl Walker's going to start. It sounds yeah. like Henderson's going to start. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a different England team. It sounds like yeah. he was expecting to rotate in this game and he wants to rotate in this game, regardless of the fact we only drew the last game. Um, I think this game's going to be hard to call. Yeah, I agree. I don't particularly want to go... In fact, I don't have any England or Wales players in my team. I don't really want to go investing in it because Wales have to come out of the blocks flying. The only way they qualify is if they beat us 3-0 <laughs> at, at a minimum. So... They basically have to go down singing with a 3-0 loss if that's going to be the case. But I can't see them not scoring is my only thing. Yes, yeah. defensively, we've looked pretty good, but they have to show throw the absolute kitchen sink at us to have any chance of getting out of the group. And, you know, if they get a result against us and they don't qualify, that will still be their World Cup, their World Cup one anyway. So um, England team, yeah, it sounds like there's going to be a little bit of rotation. It doesn't make it easy because if Carl Walker's going to start, maybe where it's a back three, maybe it's a back four. Yeah. But if he's playing at right back, we could easily see Trippier playing at playing at left back. Yeah. He's ha it's happened before. Defensively, centre back, I still think will be the same. I still yeah. think Maguire will probably play with with Stones and, and Pickford in goal. Going forward, there's the whole thing about who should play versus who's going to play. I don't want to go into it about whether Phil Foden should be starting, whether we should see James Madison on the pitch as well. But I think there might be a changes going forward as well. I, I don't think it'll be Sterling, Kane, um, Saka as our front three with Mountain behind. I don't think it'll be that four, but I can't predict which of them is it is. It's going to be the one to drop out because we do not want to go completely changed because and run the risk of things going horribly wrong. And, you know, not topping the group, for example, and having to play Netherlands in the next round. It's not what we want to do. We do want to top the group. So I think there'll be a couple of changes, but I still think it'll be reasonably strong. I'm going to be mean, Harry. I'm going to say there's these diehard England fans out there. They want to know at least one attacking player they can put in their team. Who would you go for? Who is If you had to not sit on the fence, yeah. who is your England player you would get in your team now? So 
I nearly put this guy in my team and then I suddenly thought I might put in my heart where my head should be and it was Phil Foden. Was I think it? he might start. It, I think he might start. Oh, I don't I just, think he does. I think do he's, not. I, I it was think, him or Rashford. I think Southgate dies on the hill. I think he says, no, do I've you? done this for a reason. It doesn't matter what you think. He's not starting. But I, I wonder if he plays him out wide. Because he said he doesn't want to play him in the middle. So I don't think yeah. he comes in for Mount. And I wonder if he comes in for one of the wide players. I mean, he could do. In terms of rotation and keeping him, you know, rested and fit, it's those wide players that, you know, that do a lot of the yeah. work, isn't it? So it does make a lot of sense. I mean, Rashford Kane's is the other, the other one. one. Oh, and Kane, you know, yeah. do, you, do you go with someone like Kane? But then he's looked, he's looked unfit, nah. I would say, so far. Yeah. He's looked knackered. Yeah. And so much for for Tottenham and the rest of the Tottenham players around them not doing as much as they normally do. So he's carried a lot of the weight there and he's come to England and he's looked, it's a lot of minutes for him to play. So maybe Callum Wilson, but I can't see Kane not playing. No, neither can I, to be perfectly honest. Um, Right, last team then, Germany. Lovely fixture. Costa Rica to finish off with. Um, Musiala's looked incredible so far this tournament. You know, even though he hasn't had the the attacking output stats that we all look for. Um, he's looked brilliant. You know, he really yeah. has. This is this is one of his kind of breakthrough moments, really. Um, you've already, you told me before the stream started, you've got triple Germany yeah. uh, in your wildcard team. Um, Musiala plus who else are you looking at? It's not actually Musiala. It's no. not one of the three. I've <laughs> thrown caution to the wind a little bit here. <laughs> I've gone with I've gone with Leroy Sane as my midfielder because I do think he'll start. He came off the bench in match day two, and if Leroy Sane starting, he's the number one Germany attacker that I want. I think right. he'll 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 start out on that left, and when he starts, even when he came off the bench, I thought he looked really good. I've gone with Serge Gnabry in my forward line. A bit of a differential there. Probably would have preferred Musiala if I could just naturally pick between the two, but I didn't have space in my midfield there. So I've gone with Gnabry. And then as a bit of a sentimental pick, I've got Rudiger in my defense. If, if I could if I could have if I could have anyone, I was gonna have Raum. The only thing is he put up a slight knock in match day two. Sounds mm. like he'll probably be okay. 4.5 million playing at left back on some set pieces as well. I just think Rudiger's most nailed to play and he's yeah. looked pretty good from set pieces as well. He scored and then it got ruled out. Raum at 4.5, if you don't have the money, you want to take a slight gamble of whether he's back fit is probably the defensive one that I'd look at. Yeah, You're definitely yeah. on Musiala. Yeah, I'm on Musiala, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I love him. <laughs> Absolutely He's love so him. good. He's um, so good. Yeah, he, really, he good. really is. And yeah. I just look at it and think, if I'm ever going to pick players just on vibes, like it's going to be during World Cup fantasy where the game's broken anyway, so I might as well yeah. go for it. But so um, I've got who, Rudiger. Yeah, exactly. Um, who was the striker that scored for him? Ful- Fulkrug? Is that his name? Ful- yeah, Fulcrum. Yeah, Fulkrug. Yeah. Um, every chance he starts as well. So if you've got, you know, if you want to go for that striker differential, I mean, he took his goal. I mean, he absolutely hammered it, didn't yeah, he? But they he did. did look better when he was playing. And we said this at the beginning. Havertz up top, it's just like Chelsea. They need that kind of striker up yeah. top, don't they? And he look, they did look better with him there. It's true, but then I don't quite know who he starts instead of, unless they drop Muller or they drop Gnabry and play yeah. Muller, Muller deeper and, and Musiala out wide. Mm-hmm. But they didn't even play Havertz in, in match day two. So yeah. if he does come in and they do decide to play with a focal forward, interesting to see which of those sort of midfield four that we've got in Gnabry, Sane, Musiala, Muller, they decide not to go with, or I don't know if they've ever done this, throw caution to the wind and play an extra attacker because it is Costa Rica and they need to score a lot of goals. Yeah, exactly. And a, a Germany team that needs to score a lot of goals. Oh, that's what we like. Um, yeah. 
Right, should we have a look at our teams? Sure. Yes. Right, uh, we're going to bring up my team first. So bear in mind, this had to be done in a, such a weird time frame because we had to do it. I, did it, I didn't do any transfers this week because of uh, my wildcard, knowing that I could then yeah. change pretty much the whole team again, ready for match day three. As soon as um, Portugal kicked off, I made this in about half an hour, knowing that once Brazil, uh, once Portugal finished, that, that was our deadline gone. That was our match day yeah. done. So uh, yeah. this is the team that I've come out with. This is not thinking about subs in that yet because I couldn't do that when I took the screenshot. Yeah. Um, and for some weird reason, I couldn't get rid of Chesney. Um they, it would not allow me to do it. No idea why. I didn't bring him in during the match day. I had him at the very beginning. It just locked him. It said, no, sorry, you can't get rid of him. So I've got Shezny. So there you go. Um, it could be worse. He's got Saudi Arabia. I, yeah, but I just, I was looking at it thinking, well, I don't want Shezny. So I take him out. Oh, no, I can't take him out. Oh, brilliant. Lovely. If this was yeah. FPL, I'd be right into FPL Towers right now. But it's not FPL. So I'm just like, ah, sod it. It's fine. Um, so I've got... Shezny and Nopper as my two keepers. Nopper's the one, obviously, I really want. Yeah. My defenders, I got Trippier, Sosa, Mailer, Dumfries, and Hakimi. Uh, Morocco looked very good so far. Two clean sheets. Lovely stuff. And obviously, Hakimi is very attacking. Um, yeah. I've got Depaul. Uh, I, I mean, I just went with him because he's an Argentinian midfielder and he's five million. Mm. Uh, Olmo, Pulisic. I love the Pulisic's out this week against Iran. I think that could be yeah. good fun. It looked good against England as well. He had a great shot uh, to hit the crossbar. Uh, Musiala and then Di Maria. And then I've got uh, Messi, Mbappe and Gakpo up top. Um, in ter- I mean, also, just to show you how brilliant this game is, some of those fixtures are last week's fixtures. So Mbappe there, it says that he's playing Denmark. He's not playing Denmark, um, but he's playing Tunisia. But for some reason, it says Denmark on the screen. Um, I'm pretty happy with this team. I can't make any changes to it now. It's done. Uh, I'm pretty happy with this team. Triple Netherlands, got Germany in there, got quite a few nice differentials in there. Got some stacks in there too. Um, if Trippier doesn't play, it's not, you know, like like Harry said, he could play left back yet. We don't know. Mm. Um I think, looking at it on reflection, if I wasn't doing this in half an hour after putting the boys to bed and cooking my tea, uh, I probably would have had a German defender in there as well. Um, yeah. Like Raum or maybe Rudiger, but I doubt I would have gone Rudiger. Um, yeah. But, but it's, a ni- it really. it's a nice team. The the two things I look at is is Depaul, but everyone's got a player in there. Like I've got Trossard and it could go yeah. equally as badly. Yeah. And then it's just the lack of Germany uh, for yeah. me. But you've got yeah. Mbappe, and I've I've ditched my second premium to try and spread the money a little bit. So that's about yeah. the only real thing that I look at and think that's a risk. But then I'm running a risk with not having Mbappe there. So yeah, that's exactly it. And I also, you just don't know who's. Uh, it's really tough with Germany because, like you said, yes, they look quite good against against Spain, but the first fix they didn't look great. And I'm I'm just looking at it and thinking I don't know how much I can really trust them yet, but. Then, you know, it's it's the week for punts, isn't it? I, I'm fairly happy with the team. I think it's good fun. I've got, you know, players in there that could do really well. I've got players in there that are going to be punts. Pulisic, mm. Olmo, Musiala, Hakimi, all could have fantastic weeks. We'll do absolutely nothing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm quite happy with it, to be perfectly honest. Um, we'll see what happens. But in Chesney, I mean, he's, he's got to save another pen now that I've had to keep him in. Um, you could use one of your transfers, but that feels like a free... It does, doesn't it? Like, that's <laughs> extra away, yeah. It's not great, just, is it? Just, yeah, just keep oh. it. And we'll see what happens with Gakpo as well. Like, there's every chance to pay starts, but I think Gakpo, I mean, he's been fantastic so far. Yeah. I, I can't see him not starting, so I think he'll be there anyway. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Because Germany, I could bring in... 
I could bring in a German player for Di Maria or Pulisic or anybody like that, couldn't mm-hmm. I? So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, right, let's have a look at your team then. Uh, so talk us through your team, talk us through some of your thinking, because I like the fact there's differences in our team. Mm. So I've got what feels like the Danny Ward-Iverson of Workout Fantasy in Roche and Noppert as my two two goalkeepers. So four million for Uruguay and then four and a half million for, for Netherlands. I'm pretty happy with that. Two great fixtures. Defence, I've got Alba, I've got uh, Mela, Acuna, uh, Rudiger and then Dumfries. So that is my back five. Again, pretty happy with that. Rudiger is a bit of a punt in there. Midfield five is uh, Di Maria, Trossard, Leroy Sane. I've got Pulisic as well. And then I've got Bergwijn. And then up front, I've got Gnabry, Messi, and then Ferran Torres. A couple of players I am a little bit worried about um, their minutes, but I've got a million in the bank. So if Torres doesn't start, I can easily oh, nice. go to Morata. If mm. Gnabry doesn't start, I can easily go to Fulkrang um, or whatever his name is instead of him as well. So I've got a couple <laughs> in there, but having a, a million in the bank, I can easily move around to it, particularly in Germany and Spain. I want cover in their attack um, in my yeah. forward line. So I can easily move it if it is one of the others that does does get the start. Has, has the game decided whether we're going to have two or three free transfers, by the way? Because I've seen some people that have got three for, for some reason. Um, so if we got I've three... I've got two. I mean, you've got two. I haven't looked I've got two. Yeah, so it's, uh, I mean, we <laughs> let's just have a look and see whether I've got two or three. Here we go. If I've got three, no, I've got I two. It's three if you didn't use them both in... I know, but some people have done this same trick and they've got three. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the team. I think I think with the German players, I mean, Sane's great. I, I do think it's a bit of a risk with Gnabry because of some of the other strikers you could have, but you're just going all in on Germany against mm, Costa Rica, yeah, aren't you? I am. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's worth doing in match day three. I mean, imagine coming out of the, a World Cup fantasy game, which is a bit broken and it's supposed to be for fun and coming out of it going, yeah, I just played EO. I just, I just, I just put in the big players. It's a bit like, boring. Exactly. Yeah. So, I, just, I just played Mbappe. It was boring. Yeah. Um, Trossard is probably the only other thing I think is a bit mad because uh, I, I I'm not sure whether he starts. I don't know. Um They've looked so rubbish. I just think there'll be changes. I, d- I just think there will be changes. Like, I'd love... Uh, Batshuayi, Adrian Hazard, front two has just been dreadful. Um, <laughs> I just think Trossard deserves it. Like, if they go out, they go out. But maybe maybe he won't at five and a half million. But I just think he deserves it more than anything. Maybe that's... Maybe that was talking to Az this morning on the off the bench. He got me thinking yeah. about Trossard and he's in there. He's got in my head. That's what it Don't is. Don't listen to Az. Don't no. listen to Az. No. Terrible well, done. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's just, if if it was some if if they had a manager that was half decent, I could kind of think that maybe they did that. But Martinez yeah. is so bad, isn't he? Like, no, that's horrible. He's not so bad, but I I just think it's beyond him doing that. To, if to that change makes sense. That, yeah, yeah. Um, love the defense. Genuinely love your defense. Dumfries, Alba, Mela, Acuna, and Rudiger. I think is lovely. Um, no England at all. No. I'm like this when I play FPL. I don't pick any Chelsea players really until they become so highly owned that I have, don't have a choice. Uh, I just think Wales, again, will have to throw the absolute kitchen sink at it. I think there'll be a rotation yeah. that is too difficult to predict. So, yeah, I've just just tried to stay clear. I think there are enough other good options. I did almost have Foden in it, and then I thought, oh, there's a reasonable chance he doesn't play. So then yeah. I think our wide is pretty difficult to predict. So I decided just to to stay clear of it. Lovely. And last thing as well, you're going to be playing any boosts? Because I've been tempted by the power captain a little bit. I think I'm going to save it. Um, 
I'm not a hundred percent sure why. Um, like I, <laughs> I, I think like when it gets to the games that become less predictable, I think yeah. that's when the power captain is best used. And that was why I wanted to save it before the tournament started. I wanted to save it for later on because once you get to the quarterfinals, the semifinals, there'll be someone in my team who does really well, but I'll have no idea who it's going to be. It would be someone completely random. It's much, much easier to predict, you know, Messi against Poland or then move it to Leroy Sane against Costa Rica, for example. I'm much more happy that I, in my own knowledge, in my own ability, I can predict a good captain this week. Whereas in the round of 16 and moving on, I'm much less confident in that. So I think that's why I'm going to save it for, for later on. See, I, don't, I think I'm going to play it. I, th I think I'm going to play power captain because... I mean, if you look at yours, you've got five players. You've got three Germans and two Spanish. So you can only captain one of them, can't you? Because they play on the same match day anyway. And yeah. I, I'm i looking at it and thinking, so many of your players could go off. And, like, <laughs> yeah. and, and this is the week, like we've just said, Germany have to score a certain amount of goals. Like you've got players that, you know, Messi, Di Maria, whoever it is. I'm, I'm just looking at it and thinking, yes, I know you can captain two of those players anyway. But mm. say Messi gets a goal and an assist in the first game and then you don't move it off, but then you've got all those other players that can get you. I, I, for me, I think this, when I was looking at it, I was either going to use power captain really late on, where like you said, it's it's harder to predict because there's less fixtures, or yeah. match day three for me, because match day three is always the batshit yeah. crazy week where anything maybe, can happen. Maybe I should do it. Maybe by the time the end of the tournament comes around, we'll all be just watching the football and not not looking at the bugs in this game anymore. So maybe I should play it this week to have a little bit of fun. Because as you're right, because I've only got one premium as well. If Messi doesn't score, there's so many players that I could move it to that I'm like, you're good, but you're not amazing. Like I don't have a second premium that I can back. Yeah. So it would be trying to predict like Sane or Gnabry, for example, that's going to do gonna do well. So maybe I do play it this week. And you and think. look at your defenders as well. Like, that's where that's when it could be big is when your defender scores a goal keeps a clean sheet like imagine Mela yeah. gets a goal and assist and a clean sheet against australia you're gonna be absolutely loving life aren't you yeah it's true i <laughs> will see and i mean yeah. when you look you know looking at my team again as well there's just so many players there i think could get me a brace hmm. like olmo could pulisic could musiala could mbappe could Gakpo could messi could and then you've got some of the defenders as well i you know yeah Imagine but Hakimi then, gets two goals and a, and, a, and a clean sheet, you know. It's true, but then the chances <laughs> are one of Mbappe and one of Mbappe or Messi is going to do well enough between, you know, one of them. Yeah. But how much is the ceiling on top of that for you to play that chip? But then when are you looking to use it? Because when you get into the quarters, semis, final, is the ceiling going to be there in those matches as well? Not for every player, but there'll be probably some random player in your team like you do in FPL for a game week that plays, you know, it's one of those players that you look at. Who's the highest scoring player this week? And it was, I don't know, Crystal Palace sub CDM that scored two goals yeah. in the 89th minute or whatever. It'll be something like that that will happen and I'll have him and I won't want to play him, but he'll end up scoring. So I don't think it'll be quite as stream as that, but I do think it's so difficult to predict the goal scorers later on in the tournament and the results that... I feel like I, I want to save it, but maybe I have a little bit fun with it this this week. Yeah, 
I think I'm going to go for it. I think I'm going to go for Power Captain this week. Um, okay. Just because I think it could just be a really fun week um, and there should be lots of goals and hopefully I've got one player that does quite well uh, and yeah. I'm not expecting it to be like a really well-owned player. It could be anybody, but we'll see what happens. Um, that's literally just me living off vibes, to be perfectly honest. Um, right, uh, chat, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I think we peaked about 150 views. So that's fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, make sure you join us again. I'm back with... Ed, I think, next time after match day three has finished and we're looking at our wild cards after that. And then, Harry, you're going to join me again in a couple streams time, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. yeah 12th of be... December. Yes. That's... Oh, going in, know, going into the semi-final. It. Going into the semi-finals, I think. Oh, that'd be awesome. When you're playing your power captain. Um, exactly. So... <laughs> I'll save it for then. Exactly. Um, Harry, thank you so much for joining us tonight, mate. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. No, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, it's been an absolute pleasure and we can't wait to have you back again soon. Um, right, people in the chat, thank you so much. Keep going with the game. Obviously, if you've got this far already, you're here for the long haul, aren't you? Um, and we'll see you again uh, after match day three. Thank you very much for joining us. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.